Do you think we should get mascots for um for fucking bands now? Would that be cool? Like how sports does that? Like if we had a mascot or some shit? I feel like that would be something. Like, like Iron Maiden, like Right. What's his um, what's his name? I can't remember. Eddie. Eddie, yeah, I figured that, yeah. Or like how um DGD has Gavin. Like that that could be like a new thing. I don't know how we would swing that if you wanted to. Sean's our mascot. I was just going to say that. Sean's our mascot. <laughs> as long as he has a cigarette in his mouth and he's just fucking has a bass going, he'll be good. Actually, that would not be a good thing. Well, we don't want to promote anything like that. Smoking's not yeah. good. Do not smoke. I'm the biggest hypocrite, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Is he okay? Have you been, have you heard from him? He hasn't talked to the group chat in a while. And, uh, he's, I don't know. He's, he's good, though. I talk to him on the daily. I miss that kid. Well, yeah, you see him at work and shit too. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. If, I wonder when we're gonna get back to like. I mean, I know you and Dentino are writing and everything, um, but I wonder when we're gonna actually get back to like a full room, like writing session practice rehearsal. I hope soon, man. I'm dying for that. I, was, I just I just messaged him um, when all this was like loading up, mm-hmm. and uh, he he posted a picture of him. Like outside with his guitar and shit, and I'm just like, dude, I want to jam so bad, on, especially on days like today, where it's like super nice out. Mm. Jam acoustic. Have all the windows open, being outside or something. Fuck yeah. Yeah, having Sean just like do something. I don't know what he does, but he does something. He has to do something. He has to do something. Yeah, no, he's just hitting jams. <laughs> but, uh, what do you call it? No, I just I definitely miss that a lot. Just the whole writing process and being able to get together and whatnot. Yeah, like I'm staring outside right now. And I'm like, oh, God, like words and shit. And uh, I was just telling him that. So hopefully, there's some some new songs in the works. Yeah, hopefully finish off the album and shit. Yeah, when we go back to Fright Frightbox um, recordings in Jersey, um, he said he's ready to go whenever he's actually allowed to open up his business again. So. I wouldn't he be is? surprised if, uh, we, I mean, it's not ready to go now, but I mean, like when it, when this, you know, gets oh, yeah. situated, this whole pandemic is situated, he'll open back up and he said, well, that was like the email I last saw from him. He's like, uh, yeah, we'll work it out, I guess. We'll see when that. I tried to, uh, read his emails and texts like as he talks too. So I have to like read it really fast in order to like kind of get that fucking memory of him. So I was like, I love this kid. He's fucking good, dude. And that dude, what? Anxious Racing and uh, another song that we'll be releasing. I don't know when. Um, those the quality of that music is fucking so good. I don't know what. I don't know how he can make it even better than what it already is. Yeah, no, he's. I like. I like everything about it. The whole process, the vibe he puts out of the studio, all that shit. I wasn't there for your uh, your vocals. How did that go? Like, how was that whole situation? I wish I was there for it. But it was it the was, fact that I was working. You know, usually most people have like a whole separate, um, a whole separate booth. He did yeah. not. Hmm. He said he, he used a mic similar to, um, to, uh, to Michael Jackson. Because Michael Jackson used to be able, like, so it wasn't too sensitive. It was very sensitive, like immediately within like range. Mm-hmm. Once it went inside that range like it wasn't picking up those noises because he would like to move and dance and the 
the sound of the taps of his foot against the floor, like his clothes, like rippling. Cause he's, you know, moving aggressively, um, would get picked up. So they switched to that mic. So that's kind of like, the, I don't know if it was the same model or, you know, obviously like an updated one, but he said he was using that. I can't remember what it was called though. Um, so that was cool. So we were just in a room together. Everybody was just chilling, whether they were playing on their switch or, um, sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Studio time is a lot of hard work. So it means it's just one of those things that when you're, when it's your time to take a break, you take a fucking break and you relax because you don't want to fucking overwhelm yourself. I think it only took me like, I mean, I went in there and banged out those two songs within like a few hours. So I'm hoping to do the same thing again with the next, uh, the next yeah. songs that we want to put out there. Yeah, um, and, and we've already decided on them too so i appreciate everybody um anybody who's watching or listening uh you can get anxious racing right now on all streaming platforms um very proud of that song dude fucking i i was so stoked to release that just as like a first uh you know as a first song in, in a couple of years just a uh, so aggressive it kind of yeah. just like has that feeling of giving us like you know breaking out of that box that we've been fucking kept in for so long. It's definitely been a long time and definitely appreciate, you know, a lot of the support that people have been giving us for. Um, Especially after, you know, like three years uh, for people to even care is definitely cool, definitely special. So um, thank you for everyone who's been doing that and uh, supporting all the music and everything that we've been doing. But yeah, uh, every, everything about that song kind of embodies what uh, we went through during that hiatus. So um, we're proud to put it out and have you guys listen to it and dig it. Um, and we can't wait to release uh, all the other new tracks. So Yeah, we got a book with Bobby immediately. It's just <laughs> one of those things that uh, I know he's going to be fucking swamped as soon as this is done and over with. But I'm sure he'll make time for us. We actually now uh, we can post uh, his vocal uh, recording process video that he created. So we're going to put that online too, which was pretty interesting. I watched the whole thing. It's pretty interesting how he went about your vocals. Yeah, I saw uh, a really big chunk of it. I think I only had like three minutes left or whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you like kind of like take control of your um, – your multi-tracks that you layered on top of each other? Like, did you, or was that him kind of? No, yeah. We, uh, no, we messed around with some melodies there. Um, so it was kind of like a collaboration effort uh, to see what sounded good, see what did. Uh, we like to experiment too. So mm-hmm. um, see if like there's like, some super low lows that we can put there, or, like really high highs or just different like arrangements that we can do, which one we like better. Um, so we kind of went with uh, less is more approach. And just kind of uh, create an atmosphere with some of those harmonies, hmm. as opposed to just like caking it on, like we did uh, in Golden Fields. Hmm. Yeah, you, know? you were layering over and over and over and over again, which made it sound so bright and poppy, which is great. But it didn't <laughs> yeah. seem like we needed to do that. Style, I think, uh, especially with this writing process, um, I think we're kind of trying different things out, new things for us. Um, so I'm excited about all the new songs that we're doing. Do you have any other songs that you want to, uh, that you are trying to bring forward to the group? I don't remember you sending over anything, but yeah, no, I haven't had anything like recorded or whatever, but, uh, I've been playing around with one that I've showed Dentino and then I have two more, um, that I've been kind of messing around with, but I don't know what I want to do with them yet. 
but yeah so like in this quarantine time uh i've been thinking a lot about that because uh, i don't have like the proper equipment mm. uh, to kind of like record and play around and do all that stuff and just kind of like living in living where i i live like being so close to like neighbors and stuff it's kind of weird like knowing that they can hear you every time you you do something so you could be it kind of makes you a little nervous to experiment a little bit because when you're experimenting it doesn't necessarily always sound good yeah uh, so it's kind of like a, uh, a weird thing in the back of your head when you're playing around um so i can't wait to not have that be a thing and i also want to take the time out to uh like every day to like learn how to like do shit uh to like record set up like my own home studio mm-hmm. uh, get like the synth and drum pad and all that stuff like a, a mic and try to get that that going yeah that's something that you can just creatively take advantage of considering the fact that um i mean it's not like the files you sent me back in the day where it was like on an iphone recording and then which were still good but oh, it was on an iphone recording and then maybe some midi drums i'm still doing that now like i can't like i don't know i just i can't be doing that anymore i need to i need to upgrade (laughs) the whole thing so yeah i uh i wish i could use my uh interface for this podcast but however i think because i'm working off of a macbook air it's so it's not really the most compatible thing in the world so it's like one of those things like i'm just gonna the fucking I don't know, man. I'm just gonna have to figure something else. I actually get like a good you know, system going on, so I can like like two monitors, an actual fucking computer and shit instead of like a little laptop. But that shit works. That doesn't matter. I fucking I miss those days, man. We used to fucking just like write for hours in person. I mean, it's exhausting now. I mean, if we did it now, we would probably put ourselves in a you know in a really uh, rough state with phys- physically with you know trying to play all day, but. I still, uh, I still like those, like, full-day rehearsals every once in a while. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. Like, man, it would be so nice to just shoot over to PA. And just, like, Fuck yeah. And there's nobody home either, so I would just, like, just set everything up and just fucking go to town. Your cab's still here, by the way. It's just chilling. I, I gotta, uh... I mean, if you want to pick it up, not... I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I know it's one of those things that... I mean, I'll probably jam on it if I can get ahead or something. Yeah, dude... I'm so pissed about my amp with the tubes. Mm. Oh my god! What the fuck Wait. was that about? Like, just literally blew as soon as you put that shit into the wall. I gotta get that fixed up. Whenever everything kind of goes back to normal, get that all set up. Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, you. Uh, nobody can really. Those businesses aren't even open. Like, if you go to like a guitar center, like they're not open. They can't do anything. Same. So. Mm. Um, but yeah, strange. so it kind of sucks just being able to play acoustic all the time because i don't get like i don't get to create different atmospheres and different like you know uh, tones and, you know noises and shit like that to kind of inspire like you know different mm-hmm. habits of writing so it's been it's been a little rough i know it's not gonna it's not gonna change for a while that's the problem and it's crazy too because even when like we were very busy and productive um when we were at our peak like even on warp tour like like there wasn't even time to write a warp tour. I mean, I think I think you or Dentino wrote a little bit, but it wasn't anything like significant. It's just it's just hard to find time to write, and it's, especially if you don't have I don't know that initial. If you don't have that initial thought of going to a song already, it's probably you know hard to get get distracted. 
you know, to like be able to play around with that equipment while you're on the road. So you can just kind of like, you don't need to take a whole session to like sit down and like, uh, collect like to, to collect thoughts with somebody else, like to jam on stuff. And like, that takes a lot of energy, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you're not, you always, you're always trying to think of something on the fly as opposed to like experimenting. So I think when you have that opportunity to do that with your, like, you know, like a home studio or, you know, just like a, a portable rig that you bring, um, I think that kind of just so that way you could like take the time to, all right, I wrote this, save it, put it, put it down for a little bit, come back to it, you know, mm -hmm. instead of playing something, forgetting it, and then just being like frustrated and being like, fuck it, I don't even want to deal with it anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But we change it every so often. When I was talking to John, the, um, John Howe, our guy who kind of, who were, we didn't kind of, but he, he worked on our logos and created our Golden Fields album cover. Um, he was asking me how I, how we write and like, how do we know when we're done? I was like, uh, when we get in the studio and the song's tracked, <laughs> that's when it's done. Because <laughs> sometimes it changes when it just keeps changing. Like not significant changes, but little things here and there. You're always changing it. It doesn't matter. Like even when you think it's done, you know it's not really. No. You know, like, in the back of your head, you're like, we're going to the studio, but it's not really fucking fun. That's <laughs> the stress that, that goes on when that red light comes on. And you start, like, you've been playing this song for fucking ever. The red light comes on, and you're like, oh, I don't know how to play my instrument. It's like, fuck. Um, but just, like, kind of uh, going through that, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, you're never really done until, like, you got, like you said, like, you, you got it all tracked. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, oh, I had so many fills that I wanted to put in there. They were, uh, like for Anxious Racing, I kind of did those triplet fills, which kind of gave me, I kind of did it on purpose to throw back to Volpix a little bit for anybody who had, um, who has heard that first song. And uh, some people picked up on it, which was pretty impressed. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm glad that was, they saw the intention. But like that, I didn't add that until I got in the studio. You know what I mean? Right. And then Bobby was like, are you, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel fucking great. I think I'm done. <laughs> it's just, it's just really fucking good. And I'd be like, can I like hit, can I do, can I do this verse one more time so I can kick, like, so I can do my double kicks a little harder? Like, cause the, the velocity is not really there. And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And then bam, boom, we're done. Easiest fucking producer I've ever worked with in my entire life. Like Dude, it just flows like, so well. Like joking around the whole time. Wait, what happened? It's just not like, you know, that, that environment that he creates isn't stressful. Like, you're just kind of joking around, like, going through the process. And then before you know it, it's 11 o'clock at night. And you're like, yeah, we're wrapping up for the day. You're like, fuck, man, I kind of want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I wish he had it somewhere that you're able to do that, too, because it would make – it's not making the process easier, but it would it would definitely be, you know, you'd have that more intimate, that more, like – focus on whatever you're recording at that moment in time if you were able to continue after 11 p.m. because I know his landlord probably boots him out around that time or something. Fucking A, man. Like, I, as soon, I don't even know when this quarantine's going to be fucking over, man. There's Listen, and this is, this is a serious quarantine. Like, it's just one of those things that, like, understandably, it's it can really either, you know, put people in a physical, un, an unstable, unstable physical um, state or possibly kill them. So the more we just stay in and abide by the rules to, so we can get this done and over with, the faster we can get back to work. It's just, I, you know, I, the demographic that it could potentially hurt the 65 or the 60 plus older, um, 
age group. It's it's scary. So I, I'm hoping that this can be over within the next month, like maybe towards the end of month uh, May. I know that for a fact that we might open up the economy in a way in a week or so. We have to wear masks and shit. Started with like parks and stuff here in uh, New Jersey, but uh, they say depending on how this weekend goes, we'll think about you know, further actions or if they're going to reverse course. Yeah, considering the fact that if you, uh, if if we go out and it's a yellow, it's like the the bucks like the the county is a yellow area, and then also all of a sudden jumps back to red, they're just going to start all over again. That's the last thing I, I personally think we need. Like, I think we just need to stay diligent and then just kind of. Obviously, politicians are going to say whatever they're going to say. I'm just kind of waiting for the science to back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And then just kind of be like, all right, well, I guess it's good to go outside then. But until then, uh, I think just stay diligent, stay the course, and uh, you know, do whatever you can to stay sane. And it's crazy because this is affecting the music industry significantly. Um, I don't even know if we're even going to be allowed to play shows um, as rumor has it, up until the next year, which I think it's frustrating because I had tickets for my cam and Coheed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm so frustrated about that. It's <laughs> like, like what our- the fuck? <laughs> I want to watch those boys fucking shred. And the and the fucked up part is too. Like, I mean, a lot of those bands will definitely be okay for some period of time. I'm not, you know, I don't know their personal lives and everything, but these smaller bands, I don't know how they're gonna last. You know, like how is like, for instance, Circa, they were supposed to do their Blue Sky uh, Noise 10 year anniversary tour. Um, Thankfully, I I was watching a podcast with one of the members and he said that they were about to pull the trigger about, you know, getting their lighting guy, getting the buses out to them in Pennsylvania and all this shit. Then this happened and they kind of just watched it gradually get worse and worse. Then once they closed the schools, they're like, all right, we're closing this whole tour. So I don't know. I mean, they're probably getting affected just as much as the next band, but it's fucking crazy, man. Like, I wanted to see MCR so badly. If that whole U.S. tour is going to be canceled, I'm going to be pretty upset. Uh, dude, I, I, I kind of bet on it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What's the over-under that bands are not allowed to play <laughs> until the next year? You know what I mean? I'll have to fucking Google that see if that's a thing. Our shows got canceled, too. I was so excited to play that show, dude. Come back at such a fucking terrible time. <laughs> we definitely decided to come back. You know, we know how to pick it. <laughs> oh, dude, we have the best luck in the world, man. We do. And I don't want to get into too much details, but we have the best luck in the world. But Sierra fucking threw on a great show. This Animal Crossing fucking local show party. It was just so well planned out. And it just caught the eye of a lot of people. I think there was going to be a little over 70 people attending. Fuck, man. Oh, my God. That would have been fun. That would have been such a fun show. And then we were going to have, we were going to play with our uh, label mates from the alumni of CI Records, Carousel Kings, the following week. I don't know. It just looked, it just looked promising. It's definitely like a board So hopefully we can figure out some ways to, to start, uh, you know, kind of getting some music out there. Excuse me. I'm drinking some beer, so got some gas. (laughs) Oh, I got to drink some. But what do you call it? I don't know. Hopefully we can figure out something to try and get, like, you know, uh, some live performances or something out there. I know I did the, the live stream, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Maybe so. Maybe we'll go on Facebook or something. That's so weird for me. I've never done anything like that. That was the weirdest thing. 
playing to nobody into a camera. Yeah, like, it's just, yeah. It's, like, talking to nobody. I felt well. Anyway, there's people there, but to me, it just felt like you know I'm talking to my phone, and I've never done that, and like that was the most Black Mirror shit I've ever done. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> they need to come out with some new fucking seasons because yeah, that shit is yeah, so good, really. man. Oh man, what's I, your favorite episode? Um, oh, it's a close one. It, it's a tie between two. Um, they evoke different emotions, but the memories one, where he can like play back the memories through like his eyes or like the contacts in his eyes. Yeah. Um, and then the episode where they make a politician fuck a pig. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I couldn't watch that. I could not watch I that. watched that whole episode. I said, that was fucking wild, it's dis- bro. Disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing. I was a huge fan of the military one because I think that is actually already happening as we speak. I think it's the enemy could be an illusion of some sort. You well, know what I mean? Do you think we're in a simulation? We're going to get to the, uh, the theories, the conspiracy theories portion of this podcast now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's Alex Jones, dude? Where's my tinfoil hat? <laughs> Where the fuck? He just posted something on Twitter yesterday about, uh, I don't even know. You saw what he posted? He was saying some like, uh, this is going to be my last broadcast. Uh, like, if I'm dead, you know this is why, blah, blah, blah. And he's uh, going on, like, people going after him. Okay. You know, who, you know who said the same thing, dude? Molly Crew. They said, this is our last tour. We're going to fucking go out with a bang. We're going to celebrate they one more to, time. They need to call it quits. Uh, I love Motley Crew, but Me too. they really need to shut it down just, my concern is mick i mean with his disease i mean just, yeah it, i mean it, like it's, yeah like that, but my, i don't i'm not concerned i'm more just like all right guys i think uh i think now it's uh starting to get a little sloppy up there a little bit yeah and that's okay i mean they're all up there in their age but i mean it's just I mean, trust me, I feel like if we were in their shoes, we'd be doing the same shit because, like, we don't want to fucking stop, man. Like, we just want to keep playing. Oh, it's like, fun. It's yeah. Definitely. Sean would definitely be, like, in a wheelchair by that I point. That just cracks me up. I will eat my neighbor's quote. Alex Jones suggesting controversial rant about the lockdown. Jesus Christ. <laughs> eat his neighbors? I think he's losing his mind. I think he's already lost his mind. <laughs> I can't, I can't, like, fucking support like almost everything that that guy says because like he has resources but he just has no he just jumps from one thing to the other and then he blames other people for like certain conspiracies i'm like dude you guys you gotta stop dude you gotta fucking stop i uh i don't know i wish he i wish uh i wish the best for everybody out there that's going through this but i don't know i can only imagine what he's gonna say um Dude, oh, so that is crazy, like, to, to go back to what you were talking about, about talking to a, straight into a camera, because we kind of derailed the conversation, but fucking, so, doing this podcast thing, it's cool that it's, like, one-on-one, maybe it'll, like, jump into, like, more than one person, I have to get more screens for this overlay for Twitch, um, but that's a little bit easier, and then sometimes people comment in the chat room, uh, and then I kind of respond to that as much as I can, but, like, with talking to nobody, and then trying to reply to those chats, I'm sure it is pretty weird. I've never done that before. It was definitely strange. Uh, It's something I'm probably going to do a little bit more of, try to venture into a little bit more, uh, see if I can start getting comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that way it's not so cringy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you think it's like that, but I know it's not. You know what I mean? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's something that I'll I'll definitely venture into. Uh, But I think it'd be cool if, like, we can get together and try to do something 
through Zoom or what? That's that's what it's called, right? Yeah, Zoom. Zoom yeah, conferences or whatever. I wonder how much of a delay there is um, on there, if at all. Um, see if we could start doing that. I don't think there's much of a delay. I think it'd be worth. I think it'd be worth doing uh, in general to to if, especially if we could post it live. Yeah, that's definitely something we should look into. Um, I'll just, I'll just pull it on my cajon or something. Um, and like in you know Sean can uh, come in and jam too. I think mm-hmm. it'd be beneficial for us, but. I don't know why, but he reminds me of Charlie Kelly. Like, he just doesn't leave New Jersey ever Ooh. from Always Sunny. Uh, he just reminds me of Charlie. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it yet. Where he doesn't, where he doesn't leave Philly? Always Sunny, like, mm-hmm. in general. Oh, in general, you've never seen it? It's pretty funny. They um they had a Super Bowl episode for the Eagles. That was pretty oh, tight. Man. Yeah, it was, awesome. it was a two-part series, yeah. And, of course, they, like, make fun of, like, all the conspiracies. Or um, the, uh, the, the superstitions of how to, you know, like, I need to do this in order for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, just totally Philly fans. Like, it's so cool. Oh, it's a good like show. Are you, uh, are you running out of anime shit to watch? Like, is there, have you, have you had time to get into anything else lately? Like, during this process? Uh, no, honestly, I've been kind of staying away. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, I've been hopping into, like, uh, I finished a show called Carnival Row recently, which is pretty dope. Uh, had, like, it was that new show that came out with, like, Orlando Bloom. Karen oh, Hill. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Um, but I don't know. It's probably, I think I'm going to rewatch Breaking Bad. Oh, fuck yeah. Because uh, yeah. Marissa has seen it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm down to watch that with you. That was one of the greater series, and they did it right because they actually ended it at the right time. Like they didn't what drag the- it on like Walking Dead, no. where the governor started coming to play and all that bullshit. Made a series. Mm. For oh. anyone who hasn't watched it, I highly suggest you watch. It's fucking yeah. amazing. They actually make the meth look fucking delicious for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like that, that baby blue fucking. So good. I don't you know. know. Man. Healthy over there, drinking a water, drinking a beer. I I drank a little bit last night, so I'm trying to like stay hydrated. Uh, you're just recouping. I'm not even hungover. I'm just fucking chilling, man. I don't know. My eyes are like a little squinty. I must I, I must not have gotten much sleep last night. That's just one of those things. What were you drinking last night? Yingling, Yingling and wine, a mixture of both. What? That yeah. Sounds- <laughs> well, I had wine for my dinner, and then after that, I just started drinking beer. Yeah, I should have put more context into it, but so like I'm going back and forth. Like, just going back and like, forth. Like, like, I'll, I'll have a yingling, and then you know what? I'll have a glass of wine after that. You know I can drink, so I mean, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fucking warp tour, man. That will never, ever, ever free or leave my fucking mind. When I came on the bus, fucking wasted a yes minute. Yeah, you guys want to go to the barbecue? Like, nah, I'm tired. Probably gonna bed. All right. <laughs> it was so hot. You were so red too. <laughs> I look like a fucking lobster. I, that was the best experience of my entire life. Like, I like. What did you? Uh, what was like? What was your like favorite part of that tour? I fucking. I you know, that shit was fucking awesome. I can never. I'd say my that. favorite 
part of that tour was just like meeting all the new, like, you know, just everybody, just meeting everybody who made that whole thing work. Or there was like, you know, um, the, the, the drivers, um, people who were running the Skull Candy tent, uh, Kevin, you know, getting to meet Kevin Lyman, getting to hang out with all the bands afterwards or before sets, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on the parking lot, you know, uh, playing a bunch of different games and, you know, just eating good food and just, uh, I don't know. I guess the, my, I guess my favorite part was the whole experience, like with, uh, you know, making connections with different people, mm-hmm. um, the people that came to watch us and, uh, sharing a uh, conversation with them and hearing their stories and stuff like that. It was, uh, it was really neat and it was a really touching experience. That was, that, I guess that, that would probably be my favorite. How about you? Uh, oh, I mean, it was basically just the, part of just like you said meeting those those kids and just having those good conversations um you know some of them were a little shy and they would just hang out with us which was cool and we just do our thing and then some of the other some of the other kids like we just have full-on blown conversations about anything and everything because i mean we're just there to hang anyways like we play a show and we hang out like our set's like what 25 minutes not even 30 minutes besides the first show we were like yeah it's 30 minutes and stage managers like keep going and we're like oh we Oh, let's talk about that for a second. That was basically, like, literally the first fucking day was the best, like, easily the best introduction to anything that I've ever put myself into, especially with us. But it was the most nerve-wracking, like, unprepared, like, introduction to that, because it started raining, everyone was told to come underneath the, you know, main stage, because it had the the covering. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, all right, well, you're up. All right, fuck. Now we're gonna play to everyone who wanted to come to Warped Tour early. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we played our set. Uh, Sean's strap breaks in the middle of the set. He's like playing the rest of the set on one knee, uh, which he'd probably get in trouble for now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then we finish our set, and then we're told, "Oh, you have more time. Like you're supposed to play one, one more." What? What the fuck? I thought. I thought we played our time. So then we have to be like, all right, well, we're not done. We have one more song. And then we have to recover that way and then go through it. And then we had the meeting afterwards and just trying to get, you know, uh, get the whole process and schedule together and try to learn that all in one day on the fly. Uh, it was a little nerve wracking, but it was a lot of fun. It was uh, a lot of fun. And it, that was the perfect storm. Like no pun intended to bring, all those kids in the amphitheater and uh um the, the best part of it was you know even mitch uh alden our, our stage manager he's a good guy dude did you know he was with warp tour since the beginning like si- like he's been a stage manager since day one i had no idea that was i didn't know no i talked to kevin about that he's like yeah that's been my guy it was him and a photographer that he's always had over the years like they were always they were always on warp tour since day one since the first warp tour um, but when those kids were shoulder to shoulder in the in the in the, uh, the pit, and then they started like sitting in the seats because we still had one more song to go, and you know because we we had to play one more song, we were ahead of we were you know we had plenty of time. But Mitch Mitch was like, dude, they love you doing it. I was like, okay, sure, man. Like, oh all right, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck do we play? Do we play a cover or do we play Volpix? And like, I I was so stoked that we played Volpix. I wanted yeah, to just became a mainstay in the in the during the whole tour, so. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. 
That was like the, that was the crazy experience. And like, dude, just seeing every single part. And people thoroughly enjoyed us. Like, listen, we're just an underground band from New Jersey, so it's not like you know we're anything too special. But it was nice and refreshing to get like a nice like. So there was a couple of people that stood up and like just fucking started clapping and shit. Like, holy shit! Like, and then we you know we went back to the Skull Cane tent and then they were like, "What time's your signing?" And I'm like, "What? We don't have a signing. Like, just just fucking hang out." <laughs> I don't, I'm a nobody. You don't want my signature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. All right. So, favorite show we've ever played? Go. Fucking. Oh, uh, I'm not gonna put Warp Tour into this in this situation. Uh, my favorite show probably was uh, the Halloween show at the clubhouse with the ones you forgot uh, with Sales Ahead. That was basically one of our first like local Jersey shows, and it was a sick Halloween show. Like, it was just, it was intimate, people were having a good time, people were pushing each other. Now, dude, that show, that show was fucking awesome. I thoroughly yeah, enjoyed that. I did, I, you know, sometimes I forget about that, because we played a lot of good ones. That, that was really, that was really, I don't know, there was something, you know what, there was something about the last show we played, uh, the House of Independence, mm-hmm. the one we forgot, uh, that was a lot of fun. Hmm. I, there was such a good, and you know what? It was such a shitty vibe coming up to that with everything that was going on outside of, uh, you know, outside of what we could handle. Mm-hmm. And just all of a sudden, it's like, all right, well, we're on. It's like, all right, and you get on, you hit that first note, and then you forget about all of that shit. You get lost in it, and the vibe that we had up there was just a lot of fun. And everybody came out to to watch and support. Uh, they were a lot of fun, so we were just like feeding off of each other's energy. I'm very thankful we have a great local scene um, because the clubhouse actually came back. He actually has a there's actually a um, another location that they're at now, which I know we're going to eventually play. So I mean, we were supposed to play those walked two shows by, at the clubhouse. Walked by. Well, I was going down to grab some donuts from Uncle Dudes, and I just walked by that their location uh, and just seeing where they moved from. I'm like, wow, they took a a pretty big step up, you know, in terms of space and where they're at. So I'm stoked to play there and I'm stoked to do some of their clubhouse hangouts and stuff like that. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And it's not even a competition of this local scene that we have in New Jersey. Basically everybody is one big community and I haven't had that in a while. Um, this is like the first time since a pop punk band I was in back in high school you know, where we actually had a healthy community where everybody was supporting everybody. But not only that, you know, it's just everybody's coming together and, and ruining each other on, um, which is great because a lot, not a lot of places have that anymore. It's mostly competition. Um, to say, oh, we're, we're going to fucking get signed, blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, man. Like, you make a community a little and, Enjoy the moment. Yeah. Also, like, you know, you kind of want to look for that as well. A little bit of a competition, uh, a healthy competition, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that way, like, you see what that band's doing here. Like, damn, that was sick. Like, I want to make something just as sick, and that kind of inspires you to like maybe venture outside of your comfort zone. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I miss those cats so badly. Um, it's just hard. I mean, I'm all the way in PA, so for me to drive out there on a weekend, like, which is not a big deal. It's a little bit over an hour, but we used to do it every hour. weekend, George. We used to go over to PA every weekend. You can do it sometimes, man. <laughs> just a lazy piece of shit it is what it is no I just I don't know man like we would I still drive to Jersey for rehearsals 
and all that shit. Um, or nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. No. But you want to go to a bar? Nah, you guys are all the way in Jersey. Yeah. <coughs> Sean hates going out to the bar. Why? I don't know. Don't you just see him? He's always so miserable when we go out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just want to hang inside and just write music. Why are we here, brr? Brr. I gotta, we gotta prep that kid up or something. We need to get him fucking laid, man. That's what needs to happen, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of those things that we need to just get bring, come back to the community and fucking uh, make sure that um, things go back to normal and stone over with. Definitely. I think after this whole situation, I think uh, the whole music scene should come together uh, a lot tighter and a lot closer than mm-hmm. we ever have before. And, uh, I mean, hey, if we can raise money for, you know, whatever cause, any sort of charitable events that we can do and run and kind of put together, uh, I think we should do it. You know, these small local businesses, and I think uh, it'll be really beneficial for the whole scene and community as a whole. Should I talk about? Yeah, the um, I really do feel bad for the small local businesses that are being extremely fucking affected by this. It's it's not fair to them. I mean, you have to close your business down, you know, without any say or do because of this. Pro- it's a protocol thing now, and they're still paying their fucking like their fees. Like their landlords aren't holding up. They're still making them pay their bills. So. And you have no business coming through. Like, absolutely nothing. Hair salons, restaurants. Well, restaurants do curbside pickup and shit, and some sort of some of the bars. But that's definitely not as enough as um, what it would be like if it was open. Did you see, did you happen to see uh, one of those videos that went viral on TikTok? It was like a farmer who had to, like, throw away a bunch of onions. Dude, literally, he fucking had this massive field. I would at least say it was, like, five acres Worth of fucking onions he cannot just get rid of because the sh- the chains the supply chain is completely you know on a on a fucking you know downslope because these restaurants aren't opening he said you could I could sell these onions for a penny like for a pound a penny a pound or whatever whatever he was basically doing the math for and he still wouldn't be able to get rid of them and it's just onions and he's got other things that he's growing on his farm as well that like he just has to put into a big pile and just like let it go to waste because we're not consuming that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, like, it's not, uh, not ideal. It's not ideal situation. Either. Nah, it's fucking crazy, dude. I just hope this thing ends soon. I want to get back. Everybody needs to get back to do their own thing. I really, I mean, I was supposed to see DGD at the, um, the electric factory in Philadelphia, but now it's called something else. It's called the Franklin Music Hall. Blech. Um, don't know why they changed that name. Uh, huh? They were supposed to play. They were supposed. They were supposed to do an afterburner tour um, to support the album. With issues. I believe they were on that on that show. Yeah, and what the fuck? That was a good lineup. I think Vale Maya was on that lineup too, or that might have been an older Bill. I can't remember. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Same thing with the Circus Survive tour. I really want to go to that. Oh, dude. Yeah, the Blue Sky. The Blue Sky Noise 10-year anniversary? Fuck. Like, dude, yeah, it was just... Uh, me and Carlos were talking about going to that. Were you guys going to go in Jersey or Philly? What's that? Were you guys going to go in Jersey or Philly? Uh, I think we were going to go to Philly. 
Yeah, they were, they would have, I mean, actually they were selling out fairly quickly, so I don't know if they're going to postpone the whole, I mean, they have to postpone the tour, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just cancel it, in general. Um, so I have, I have their lineup, I wish I had, like, a guy like Jamie, like, just like a, like a, like, Jamie, pull that shit up, and just, like, we can see it on the board or something. Plus, um, yeah, Animals as Leaders, this was their spring tour, Animals as Leaders, Issues, Veil of Maya, and Royal Coda. Dude, what a fucking lineup. God, that's so sweet. But now that they can't do that in the support of the album, and I hope it doesn't affect their record sales as much. And I'm sure it will, but it's not the point. <coughs> oh my gosh. <coughs> Did you ever have problems with allergies when you when you work with your vocals? <coughs> um, definitely with, like, sinus stuff. How do you get rid of it? Like, how do you, how do you like, take, take, uh, take advantage of that? To, to, you know, record or sing live. Excuse me. I'm definitely going to be singing for a little bit. Um, it was more so just like trying to take care of uh, the muscles in your throat, just trying to relax them, make sure they're not as tense, and trying to get some good airflow. <coughs> oh, excuse me, George. Oof. Hopefully you're not allergic to the beer. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I was talking to um, Mikey Sawyer, and he said that he has really bad allergies when he goes to the South and shit. So it's one of those things that um, he would try to just drink a lot of hot tea or water and make sure yeah, that... Yeah, loosening up everything. Um, just like kind of loosening up any mucus that you have, any kind of congestion that you have. So that way the airflow is, is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, just making sure like everything's relaxed, so that way, like if you do have to perform or you know go to the studio and track some vocals, um, you sound as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how I navigated that whole situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, everybody has their own trick. Yeah, because I've never seen you have any problems when you perform live. Um. Yeah, it depends. Like, if if I'm like n- not nervous, I'm good to go. But if I'm a little nervous, like, that's when you start to get a little, you know, tense in that area, and um, you start to kind of push a little more air out and stuff like that. You, you kind of go out of your your whole process, you know? Mm-hmm. The way you do things, you kind of get out of your comfort zone, so. It's crazy. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a singer, but I just know, and I have really bad allergies, so I'm glad I'm not a singer. Eat it. <laughs> I'd be the worst singer in the world. Burgers with cheese on them. Like oh. you can eat ice cream and all the sweets. You can drink alcohol on tour and play. Like when we play shows and stuff, I can't do any of that. I can barely even fucking talk to anybody. I gotta go myself. <laughs> fucking a half hour before our set, I'm going to take a walk like by myself, doing vocal warm ups. Come back, everyone's like, "You all right?" I'm like, "I'm fine. I'm just trying not to talk a lot. I'm just trying to get through this so I can play the set." Then after the set, I kind of I still can't really drink. We have a show the next day, like. Dude, it's not it's not everything everybody makes it out to be. No, no. It's hard, man. It's hard. You have one of the hardest jobs out there. And thank God you also play an instrument, too, so that way we can't really bust your balls about not, you know, just bringing in a microphone and then calling it a day. equipment, too. Yeah, exactly. You're, <laughs> you're, it's a double-edged sword for you there, buddy. <laughs> you kind of fucked. 
No, I can't. I wonder. I wonder um, what we're gonna do when we release these new songs. Like if it if it catches fire a little bit. I wonder if we'll do a weekender every so often. Not like anything crazy, but I would like to do that. I would like to get out there and play some shows and get out to some people that you know want to come see us and stuff like that. Definitely mm-hmm. on the weekends, you know. Like um, yeah, like Baltimore. Probably go down south, the Carolinas, Virginia, yeah, something. Definitely want to make it out to people who've been extremely supportive. You know, definitely mm-hmm. want to play some songs for them live and stuff like that. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's gonna also gonna be a while after this fucking pandemic is gonna be done and over with. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I miss it. I miss you guys. It's been a while. Like, I just saw my friends last night, like two of them, and I fucking freaked out. Like, I haven't seen anybody in like two months <laughs> besides my own family. I mean, that's about it. Like, I don't fucking chill with anybody because you're not supposed to. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fucking stay inside and quarantine yourself. The best thing you can do is just kind of like, you know, if you do kind of visit somebody, um, just practice know the protocols and mm-hmm. do to try and limit contact and stay a decent you know six feet is a lot I feel like it is a lot yeah try to have a conversation and stuff it's like oh, it's a little weird I feel like i'm shouting a little bit but <laughs> <laughs> yeah raise the decibels a little bit dude um i'm surprised you don't do any solo projects considering like you write and sing i've never seen you do anything solo before well, yeah i mean but that's kind of like why i want to get into the whole recording process and build a home studio and stuff like that just so that way i can do that because i really do want to venture into that and i think that that want and that need to do that has been eating at me a little bit more lately especially with the whole quarantine thing going on and i haven't been playing a lot more and uh just fucking around a little bit more um but i'd really like some other like i said it's just me and my acoustic guitar and i want to do something more so i'd like a drum machine or a synth or you know a variety of plugins so that way I can kind of venture off and do things that I normally wouldn't do um, and use instruments that I normally wouldn't uh, even think about using, you know, just because it sounds cool. And just kind of like take the time out and experiment. I tell you, if I had a fucking home studio, like um, a setup maybe similar to what Dentino has, like I wouldn't play video games at all. I'd come home from work, take a shower, eat dinner, maybe, and then fuck sit there and just play around on that thing all day. All fucking day. So, um, you know, since I don't have that now, I think right now I'm just going to take at least like an hour, you know, dedicate an hour of time uh, a day, uh, whether it be after work, whatever, um, and just kind of like look at videos and read articles and stuff like that about uh, the best ways to build uh, a home studio, you know, for beginners and see what kind of equipment I can get and plugins and how much it's going to cost and really set that up so that way i can start you know a side project because i was really i would really like to do something like folktronic or venture Ooh. off into pop stuff or um you know just kind of fuck around yeah just put your own ideas out there into the world i mean when you sent over a lot of the stuff when we first started working together it was it you know it could have been solo stuff i think you were i think i remember you telling me you weren't you solo if you couldn't get the band together but um i listened to those tracks on that train and the ride of work i was like all right, let's go, man. This is yeah. it. This is this is good fucking music. You and you and Anthony both write fucking phenomenal fucking tunes. I mean, especially structure wise for Anthony, he just he just knows what he's doing immediately. It's it's he's yeah. he's pushing out songs left and right. Yeah, yeah, definitely the benefits of uh, music theory. You know, not knowing theory, 
Yeah, I know. It is different, but it's just one of those things that... But he's also had the opportunity to get those equipment uh, due to him working at Sweetwater for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, I just need to take the time out to learn. Uh, so, yeah. All right. I appreciate everybody viewing the uh, podcast. Um, it's been a minute since Poeta fucking got back together to play a show and stuff, but we're going to do a lot of uh, shows and uh, releasing new music in the near future due to the fact that um, we're... You know, no pun intended, we're anxious to fucking really get these songs out there to you guys. So I appreciate everybody joining in and everything. Um, Kevin, I fucking miss you, dude. I can't wait to fucking get back to our normal routine again. <coughs> Shit sucks right now. Yeah, dude, I miss you too. I miss everybody. Um, so can't wait to, to finally, you know, hope everything works out this weekend and moving forward as the weather starts to get nicer. I know. Go outside a little bit before, you know... Before it's too late. <laughs> like, yeah. When they're like, all right, yeah, I'm fucked up. You got to stay inside again. It's like, well, damn. <laughs> um, no, yeah, appreciate all the support everyone's been giving us, um, especially with the new song. Uh, we've been running into some te- technical difficulties, so that's why we haven't really dropped the music video yet. But as soon as we're able to overcome those difficulties, we'll definitely drop it. And uh, we're really looking forward to you guys checking that out. Um, and for everything else coming along with this new album. Uh, so thanks. Appreciate you having me, George. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Bye, right, brother. See I'll see you. Man.